The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, friends. Welcome to the third hour of today's edition of Pure Opelka. Before we go anywhere, before we even jump into this hour, I have to tell you, I have to remind you that Usually, I'd be very excited about Glenn Beck announcing that he and Bill O'Reilly are blocking out some time on the show on Fridays so that Glenn Beck's show will now have Bill O'Reilly stopping by. And I think this is kind of like till further notice or maybe maybe just a couple more weeks. Who knows? But O'Reilly was on last week with Glenn Beck, and it was the first interview O'Reilly had since since his departure from Fox News, and he will be back tomorrow morning in the second hour of the show. And I think with the passing of Roger Ailes, as we heard about it today, with the passing of Roger Ailes, that interview takes on an entirely new angle. And uh, Glenn shared some of his thoughts about Roger Ailes this morning. If you didn't hear it, you can go to SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or The Blaze and get those get those segments. It was fascinating to me. I've never worked with Ailes. I was never in the same room as Roger Ailes that I was aware of. But but this uh this promises to be a great segment tomorrow. This is one of those things that you don't want to miss. So now I have to figure out how to schedule my day to I'm usually working on prepping this show and trying to find the bits and pieces we need for this show. So now I got to carve out time. So it actually would be pretty good, uh, pretty good for me to maybe prep a little bit earlier and get on with it. Um, when we left, I had just played a clip that I think is worth playing about a hundred thousand times. And this is on the heels of the news that the um, Deputy Attorney General Rosenstein is currently at the Senate meeting with all 100 senators to brief them on the Comey memo situation and also to explain why Robert Mueller has been brought in to take over this investigation. So as the deputy attorney general is there to explain the Comey situation, perhaps, perhaps we, should, we should do a timeline that includes 
the the reality check here because Comey Comey says that the memos or the Times is reporting that the Comey memos were in January after Comey had dinner with the president and they talked about according to the Times reporting and the Washington Post reporting they talked about the president telling or trying to coerce Comey into ending the investigation into Michael Flynn. Now, this is kind of weird, especially when you when you hear the testimony from May 3rd. And this was on C-SPAN. He was asked if he had ever been pressured to stop an investigation. And it, it truly is amazing when you when you hear this, it's um, Maisie Hirono is the senator from Hawaii, Democratic senator from Hawaii, who asks Comey about pressure. And she, she gives him a specific example, but he goes general, I believe, in his explanation. And I think this should, this should put the brakes on it. And I'll tell you, the financial world believes it as well. Because yesterday, after the 372-point Dow loss, and the massive losses in the strength of the U.S. dollar, erasing every single bit of growth that the dollar experienced since the election in one day. We've now seen a spike in the dollar. And that spike in the dollar has to be because of this clip. Of our investigations. So if the attorney general or senior officials at the Department of Justice opposes a specific investigation, can they halt that FBI investigation? In theory, yes. Has it happened? Not in my experience, because it would be a big deal to tell the FBI to stop doing something that, without an appropriate purpose. I mean, it would be a big deal to tell the FBI to stop doing something without appropriate purpose. It would be a big deal. Gee, you would think at this point in time, if you're the FBI director and anyone's ever asked you that, you would say, well, you know, come to think of it, funny you should ask that, Senator. It was January, January 27th, as a matter of fact, that I was having dinner with the president, and he asked me to kind of put the kibosh on the Flynn investigation. But no, he doesn't say that. He does say it would be a big deal, a big deal. Keep going, Mr. Comey. Has it happened? Not in my experience, because it would be a big deal to tell the FBI to stop doing something that without an appropriate purpose. I mean, we're oftentimes, they give us opinions that we don't see a case there, and so you ought to stop investing resources in it. But I'm talking about a situation where we were told to stop something for a political reason. That would be a very big deal. It's not happened in my experience. That would be a very big deal, and it has not happened in my experience. Can we please stop the insanity and get back to my tax cuts? Can we please cut it out? I I just, where is Maxine Waters? Somebody get me Maxine Waters on the phone right now. I want to play this for Auntie Max. Wow. Why isn't this playing everywhere? Why? Because the media is obsessed with impeachment. Remember I said it yesterday? The media is obsessed with impeachment. Because it means what? It means money to the media. That clip would shut down 
a ton of the impeachment chatter. Wouldn't get all of it. But this news today, I believe from the uh, New York Daily News, it turns out the hottest ticket on cable TV is politics. Spurred by the deep instability in Washington and the mounting daily scandals threatening to tear the Trump White House apart, cable news channels, gee, where did we hear this? Cable news channels like MSNBC, CNN, and Fox News are riding a historic wave of surging ratings. Hmm. Explosive growth. Explosive growth. Nearly 80% industry-wide compared to two years ago can be attributed to Trump, who has been crowing for years about he is good for television ratings. But one of the most vocal foes of the president is benefiting the most. MSNBC talker Rachel Maddow burning her rivals at Fox News in the 25 to 54, very coveted demo for advertisers. This is amazing. We told you. We told you that that the sole reason they're pushing impeachment is not because it makes sense, not because there's a shred of solid evidence aside from the allegations and the smoke, but because it's good for ratings. It's absolutely good for ratings. Why else would MSNBC and Morning Joe invite that clown Maxine Waters on this morning? Why else would they? Here's what Maxine Waters said. Even they mocked her and her constant calls for impeachment. And I believe when we get the subpoenas and uh, we uh, get the special counsel uh, at work doing the real digging into whether or not there was collusion and the other committees are, you know, trying to establish certain facts, we're going to learn a lot about the connections between this president, his allies and uh, the Kremlin. And it's going to be very revealing. And I know a lot of people don't like to hear the word impeachment, but I believe it's going to lead right to impeachment. You know people don't like to hear the word impeachment, but we know you like saying it. John. Can you believe that? Even Joe Scarborough gets it. Even Joe Scarborough, who has trashed the White House, and remember, Scarborough and Mika gave up more airtime to Trump than anybody else until the convention. Then it all went to Fox News. Then they soured on him because they were given marching orders to make sure Hillary got all the love and support. So Trump was persona non grata on MSNBC. But for Maxine Waters to say that, and then for Scarborough to go back at her and say, well, you love hearing it, hear that again. And uh, the Kremlin. And it's going to be very revealing. And I know a lot of people don't like to hear the word impeachment, but I believe it's going to lead right to impeachment. You know, people don't like to hear the word impeachment, but we know you like saying it. (laughs) Yeah, we do. So even MSNBC is poking fun at Maxine Waters. But, you know, they're not going to let go of this. They are absolutely doing an impeachment shot of Freud dance. But why, why, why aren't we playing that clip of Comey saying he has not been pressured? I'm going to keep playing it until somebody does play it. I'm going to send it to Glenn as well. Maybe he'll play it for Bill O'Reilly tomorrow at 
10 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, I have more to get to. You know, there's a, a huge rumor out there, which appears to be uh, true, very true, that Jason Chaffetz is on his way out, that Jason Chaffetz has had enough, and apparently Jason Chaffetz has been lured away from his job serving his constituents. He's already announced he wasn't going to run for re-election. There was speculation he might run for governor. There was speculation he might be running for the Senate. But no, we, we now believe Jason Chaffetz is going to take a, a different role. His career is going to step away from public service and go into broadcasting. The rumor is Chaffetz is headed to Fox News. He hasn't really been seen. You've heard him on the phones lately. His only appearances have been on the phone. But Chaffetz going to be leaving the House, apparently, to go to Fox News. But Paul Ryan can't really confirm it. This happened this morning during Paul Ryan's press conference, just before this show went on the air. Ryan was asked about some of the investigations and how they're moving forward and whether or not they were going to kind of tamp down their investigations now that Robert Mueller, the special counsel, has been engaged. And he was asked a follow-up question that involved Jason Chaffetz. So we are going to keep these investigations going here. Uh, as I've always said, I think the intelligence committees are the right place to do that. This is an investigation involving Russia, uh, involving another country interfering with our elections. And so the intelligence committee, in my opinion, is the best place for that. And so these bipartisan, bicameral investigations, House Intelligence Committee, Senate Intelligence Committee, are going to continue their investigations. Rachel. Uh, you didn't mention oversight there. Do you still mm -hmm. think oversight should continue? And another uh, follow-up on that, um, uh, Oversight Chairman Jason Chaffetz has told people he's going to be probably leaving around June 30th uh, from Fox. Does that present a conflict? If I have not continues? spoken to Jason about that, so I don't know. I don't. He has not told me that, so I have not spoken with the chairman about that. Um, Aside I, I, I will bridge, I, I will I will find out from Chairman Chaffetz what what he is doing or isn't doing. Uh, so I'm not going to comment on something that's that's it's in the media. I'd rather hear from him myself as to what his plans are. Am I the only one who felt that kind of had a Ralph Cramney, Hamana, 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 Norton, Hamana, Hamana, Hamana kind of effect to it when Ryan is asked about Chaffetz? Listen to his response. Still think oversight should continue. And another uh, follow-up on that, um, uh, Oversight Chairman Jason Chaffetz has told people he's going to be probably leaving around June 30th uh, for Fox. Does that present a conflict? If I have not continues? spoken to Jason about that, so I don't know. I don't. He has not told me that, so I have not spoken with the chairman about that. Um, I don't know if I will. I will find out from Chairman I, Chaffetz what, what he is doing or isn't doing. Uh, so I'm not going to comment on something that's that's it's in the media. I'd rather hear from him myself as to what his plans are. First of all, um, again, I go back to the tape and the testimony of Jim Comey saying uh, nobody has asked him to investigate or to stand down his investigation of General Flynn. And that should shut down a lot of these investigations that should shut down the need for Robert Mueller to be wasting taxpayer dollars. That's uh that's kind of an important thing, right? And then, you know, if if Jason Chaffetz is going to be leaving and you're going to have to appoint a new chairman of that committee 
And they're going to have to start. We are just wasting time and money and getting nothing done. And that has to stop. I'm putting my foot down right now. And I'm going to take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. I think I got to have a conversation with Chris Salcedo. His Russian has a little bit of a Scotsman in it somewhere. You know, it's, it's a good effort. It's a good effort, but it's got a little Scottish in there. Maybe that's, maybe that's his angle. He's customizing it there. We're going to have a voice off, I think. I've apparently been hearing through the grapevine that uh, Chris Salcedo doesn't appreciate. Or maybe he thinks his his impressions are better. His Bill Clinton. His Casey Kasem. And now I have to deal with him on Putin. Please, please do not make trouble. We will have a discussion. You will have a cup of tea. And um, maybe we'll do it live, a crossover between our shows. We'll have a voice-off, kind of like a, a, a walk-off from Zoolander. Maybe not. Was that too obscure a cultural reference? I was told in my ear that that was whack. <laughs> uh, breaking news. Uh, the United States military has struck pro-Assad forces inside the safe zone. Inside the deconfliction zone, this is kind of a big deal. This is only the second time we have done this intentionally. Yes, there was one time that was not intentional. But U.S. air support dropped some bombs on the Syrian Shia militia groups. These are pro-Assad forces that were in this safe zone. And apparently... We saw them going into the safe zone, which is an area by the Jordan, Iraq, and Syrian border. It's an area that nobody's supposed to be messing around in. And we saw them go in, and I believe they went in with a tank. And uh, what did we do? We, we did what any good military group would do, is we sent, we sent a couple of planes to fly over and kind of give them the... Uh, Give them the hint. Hey, you're nobody's supposed to be here. You're not supposed to be here. You got to go. And when they didn't stop, we came back and we delivered a, a very loud and explosive message. I believe we took out the tank and the militia group, the Shia militia group. They are, uh, they are pro-Assad forces. 
And this is not something in the fight against ISIS, which I guess this is what makes this uh, very unusual, very different. And will probably send a very loud message that we ain't gonna, we ain't playing around in the deconfliction zones. So we took out the tank, and again, this is uh, pro-Assad forces who got a U.S. military strike delivered to them just within the last couple of hours. It it is breaking news, and it is important. Something we need to be aware of. We are there to help take out ISIS, but we're also there helping train some of the some of the people who are fighting Assad. More news on this. I'm sure this is just unfolding. You're going to see more on this. I have to get to a couple of stories, one of which uh, I think is uh, a big celebrity or, you know, someone who was on the way to being a big celebrity and lost their gig during the presidential campaign. They're trying to come back, and it's kind of pitiful. I'll share it next. I'm Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. On the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's how I remember I need to take all-natural relief factor. I've been doing it now uh, just about to hit our 10th week, the start of our 10th week. And it's changed everything. I'm kicking myself for not starting months earlier when Doc and Brad said, try this. It's worked for thousands of people. It's worked for many in the Blaze building, many in the audience. And those of you who have written, Hannah, you wrote me about your husband, who's now able to give piggyback rides to the kids, who isn't, who isn't taking the Percocets. It's the only thing that worked for him. It's an all-natural anti-inflammatory that you, you t- I take it breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's that simple. It's prepackaged. It's ready to go. You try the three-week quick start package. You just try it. It's 19.95, and you get it, and you you work it onto your schedule, three times a day. Sometimes people take it four times a day. It's all natural. I no longer take any over-the-counter pain relief or any prescription pain relief. I just don't, and I feel great. And it's it's something that I hope can help you. It helped me on day eight. I'm now, as I said, into my just about into my tenth week. I'm eight and a half weeks of of not taking any kind of pain medication at all. Relief factor, all natural relief factor, 800 583 or go to the website, Uh Before I get into the Hollywood star who posted something embarrassing, I have to, I just, I have to go back to this. I think I... I need to play this this little 40 seconds, probably probably three times so a if, show. 
And it is uh, Senator Maisie Hironi asking the question, but the guy answering the question is former FBI Director Jim Comey. This was May 3rd, weeks, weeks after the alleged, alleged indiscretion by the president, weeks after Comey claims the president pressured him to end the investigation of Mike Flynn. So if the attorney general or senior officials at the Department of Justice opposes a specific investigation, can they halt that FBI investigation? In theory, yes. Has it happened? Not in my experience, because it would be a big deal to tell the FBI to stop doing something that, without an appropriate purpose. I mean, we're oftentimes... They give us opinions that we don't see a case there, and so you ought to stop investing resources in it. But I'm talking about a situation where we were told to stop something for a political reason. That would be a very big deal. It's not happened in my experience. That would be a very big deal, and it has not happened in my experience. I will play that again every hour tomorrow as well. That would be a very big deal, and it's not happened in my experience. I'm not saying that the former FBI director is lying when we hear about that memo. I'm just I'm just giving you his own words. It's important for you to hear him in his own words. Really important. Now, do you remember the disgusting video that was leaked from Access Hollywood with Billy Bush and Donald Trump having uh, a, a very crass conversation. And Trump was the guy who said the nastiest stuff. And it's from years ago. Wasn't it like 12 years ago? And the, it was released uh, perfectly timed to derail the Trump campaign. And it it did not. It paused the Trump campaign briefly. And many people, myself included, thought, oh, my gosh, that's going to take down Trump. But it didn't. And he's the president of the United States. But here's the weird thing. Billy Bush lost his job. I'm I'm not saying we need to have a fundraiser for Billy Bush. We don't need to have a telethon to take care of Billy Bush. And he was paid out reportedly, according to more than one report, $10 million Billy Bush received from NBC to go away. But he's trying to come back. And I just heard this, and it's cringeworthy, and I wanted to share it with you because it is cringeworthy. This was posted on the internets by by Billy Bush, and uh, I got to feel kind of bad for him. Look at me. I'm Billy B. Trying to get back on TV. My hair's long and flat, and it makes me look fat. And I can't be. I'm Billy B. She's going to be me. I kind of feel bad for him. That's a little uncomfortable. It is weird to think that the guy who said the worst stuff got elected president and Billy Bush lost his job. And yeah, he got a $10 million payout. But it's just it just seems so bizarre to me. Also in bizarre video... Sam Stein, who is from the Huffington Post and uh, makes a regular appearance on Morning Joe, I think made a real bad joke today. 
And I think had any of us made a joke about a president uh, being shot as being bad treatment, uh, we'd, we'd be in hot water. And I'm referring to the fact that Donald Trump said he was treated badly by the media, worse than anyone ever gets treated by the media. And uh, Sam Stein decided to comment on that. He just seems incapable of not making it about himself. I would argue that there are presidents who were treated a bit more unfairly. You might put Lincoln on the list. You know, Reagan was shot. Uh, Just a smidge. (laughs) Okay. The White House was burned down under Madison, I think. That's unfair. Well, the White House was burned down under Madison, but I don't think the press did it. And uh, Trump was talking about being treated unfairly by the press. Uh, The last time I checked... Uh, David Hinckley, not a member of the press or whatever his name was it, David Hinckley or Robert Hinckley, Hinckley, the guy who shot Reagan, not a member of the press. So first of all, Lincoln did receive bad treatment from the press, but the White House was not burned down by members of the media, Sam Stein. So bad joke, sir. Very bad joke. Bad, bad form all around. There was also, when we, when we talk about leadership, we talk about the, the ratings of the president. And granted, this president is not exactly kicking ass in ratings. He's not exactly burning up the ratings charts, getting a lot of love and affection from the American people. As a matter of fact, he's probably, depending on which rating service you, you believe, which polling data you support, he's probably in the high 30s, low 40s range. Now, that's very different from Congress, though, isn't it? Where is Congress? Congress is probably in the high teens. So why all the focus around the president's numbers when we all know that Congress is in a much worse place? And these are the people we now know aren't doing anything. That's what I don't understand. Why, why are we offended or upset about the president's low approval numbers when the, the people who write the bills, the people who are supposed to be taking care of business for us, the people we hired to do that, not the executive, but the people we hired to do the heavy lifting, their, their approval rating stinks on ice. Former congressman from the 13th District of Florida, David Jolly, was talking about this late last night. And I think he makes a really fair point, And I think it also should encourage us all to pay attention and lean on our congressman a little bit harder. This is David Jolly, no longer in office. I've had every job in the U.S. House of Representatives, starting as an intern answering phones, sleeping in my car. Every staff job up to being a member of Congress, I have never been more disenchanted than when I actually served as a member of Congress. Both parties, the leadership of both parties, neglect their responsibilities and faithfulness to the people. There is a lack of fidelity to the job to which they were elected. And what you're seeing there is a carelessness of House leadership on the Republican side, but I believe personally it exists on both. The detachment that the American people feel from congressional leadership is reflected in exactly what Kevin McCarthy joked about. That is not a joking matter. And he offended the job he holds, and he offended the American people who entrust him to serve as majority leader of the House of Representatives. 
I like what he said. And he's referencing Kevin McCarthy because Kevin McCarthy and this sort of fake story that the Washington Post was thrown out there today, McCarthy and the tape from a private meeting that that Paul Ryan declared to be off the record but was leaked to the Washington Post. It was a, a meeting where McCarthy said that um, that he believed uh, Dana Rohrabacher and and Trump were paid by Putin. And then he, he jokingly, because they were laughing in the room, this is from uh, June 15th of last summer, he jokingly said, I swear to God. And then Ryan said, of course, this is off the record and kind of silenced him. But once again, McCarthy, um, could you stop stepping in it? You were the guy who on Hannity's show said that the GOP was worried about Hillary Clinton, so we created this Benghazi panel to take her numbers down, and you referenced her poll numbers. You know, I really think term limits would solve a lot of our problems. Term limits would go a long way to cleaning up some of the bigger problems we have today. i got a couple more things I need to share with you. When we get back... Um, I'm, I was going to debate the president's trip, but I don't even think, because as you heard me say in the promo, I, I don't believe, I don't believe we need to stop his trip. I think he's absolutely fine, especially when you hear, did you hear the Jim Comey clip? I'm not going to play it again. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. I'm not saying that we had anything to do with it. However, the stock market in the last eh, the last hour since we started playing the clip from uh, Jim Comey, the clip where he explains that he was never, ever forced, since we've done that, the stock market has jumped, oh, about 100 points, maybe a little bit more. And I can tie it because you can time it. You can actually look at the chart of the day and you can see it. We actually saw it spike. And it says upbeat data lures investors back after Trump's slump. And you know what the up- upbeat data was. It was Jim Comey saying he was never forced to do it. And if he had been, it would have been a big deal. So everybody, uh, you're welcome. Your 401ks and, and all of your portfolios, you're welcome that Pure Opelka helped out. Even you people in the, in the Clinton uh, office, your 401ks are solid today. Thanks, buddy. Really appreciate you looking out for me. Uh, now I got to get back to the business of doing the American people. You're welcome, sir. You're welcome. Uh, we have tomorrow. I have to remind you again and again and again. Tomorrow we wrap up the week. We were supposed to get our buddy Angie Austin from uh, Denver on the horn today because she has a collection of ridiculous stories that she wanted us to talk about. Crazy stories that we obviously didn't touch on. 
And um, so we'll do the the nutty stories that we missed from the week. It appears that Donald Trump is about to name his choice to replace Jim Comey as the director of the FBI. Now, he's taken off tomorrow. He leaves tomorrow and flies to Riyadh, Saudi Arabia for the first leg of this this global trip where he'll meet with the king and the crown prince and the deputy crown prince. I I don't understand the concept of a deputy crown prince. And then um, Sunday, he's going to meet with leaders of more than 50 Muslim countries and give what they're calling or predicting will be, quote, an inspiring direct speech on the need to confront radical ideology and the hopes for a peaceful vision of Islam, close quote. I have heard there is going to be some sort of presentation to attempt to create a union of states from the Middle East, similar to how NATO operates. I don't know if that's going to come about. We'll see. Then Monday, he's in Jerusalem to meet with the Israeli president and lay a wreath at Yad Vashem, the Holocaust Memorial, and then a private meeting with Benjamin Netanyahu, Tuesday with the Palestinian president in Bethlehem. He'll pray at the Wailing Wall. On Wednesday, he hangs out with the Vatican, uh, at, with Pope Francis at the Vatican, and the Italian president, Thursday with the Belgian king. There's a whole bunch of stuff. And then Friday, the G7 summit in Sicily. So... Uh, there's going to be a busy week for the president. I'm glad he didn't get pressured into changing his plans. I just wonder where he's going to play golf. This is the longest time I think the president will have gone since the election without playing golf. It's going to be interesting. But you have to be here tomorrow. We're going to wrap up the week in pure Opelka fashion. There's obviously going to be a few surprises. And, um, and I'm not going to leak them. But yeah, we'll talk about the new FBI director, which I predict we will know before we meet again. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. Pure Opelka with Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network.